This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. Sponsored by Vane Innovations. And welcome to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. Please don't be one of those that misses the show, Book of Mormon. I saw it last night. Absolutely hysterical. I laughed till my face hurt. <laughs> great entertainment, great music. It will keep you entertained for a solid two hours. I have one of the cast members in the studio with me. She's top uh, one of the top three cast members of the show, Candace Quarles, and sh- you played Nabalungi. Nabalungi, mm-hmm. and uh, this play, The Book of Mormon, was written by the guys that did South Park. Mm. So you're already in the mindset of where we're going here. Yeah. <laughs> it's politically incorrect. It's funny as all get out, but intellectual, entertaining. Candace, kind of walk us down the street of what The Book of Mormon's all about. So, the show is about these two Mormon missionaries, Elder Price and Elder Cunningham, getting sent on their two-year mission. You know, it starts there, you know, they're still in training, and that's where you enter with hello, and then they get sent to Uganda, which is kind of... They weren't really excited about Uganda. No, they weren't. Elder Price, he has this running joke that's like, he wants to go to Orlando, you know, like... You know, the land where Disney World is, and he has this like glittery version of what life and his mission is going to be. And they get sent to good old Africa, and they're a little upset about it. But I think us Africans make it a little sweet every now and then, maybe. <laughs> and um, so they head to Uganda to um, spread their word and teach all of us about the Church of Latter day Saints, and they get a bunch of surprises and a little bit of resistance and (laughs) you have to come to figure out like all of the hilarity that ensues you know well but the play is based on the book of mormon Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's not like y'all y'all being the writer uh (laughs) it's not like uh the writers embellished a whole heck of a lot yeah no everything in this musical i try to tell people they they often wonder you know are we insulting the mormon church or are we insulting africans and you know everything in this musical has been so incredibly thought out and researched you know i feel like if you put a microscope on any religion you know some of the things in it can be a little off-putting off-putting you know like you're kind of like oh okay they did that it was a different time Mm -hmm. like and we're just taking the stuff right out of the book and being like us as humans we're so funny you know we we all believe in most of us believe in this higher being but we go about it a little differently and it's it's sometimes funny to put a little bit of a microscope on a religion and there's a song in it called I Believe that you can listen to on the cast album. And it's about pretty much book, like straight from the book, things that the Mormons, they all believe. You know, they believe that God lives on a planet called Konob, you know, and like the whole song is just the Mormon religion. And it's funny because it's like, oh, they don't believe that. And they do. And, they do. you they know, get their own. If you do well, you get your own planet. You get your own planet. Yeah. 
you get your own planet. And I mean, that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. I'd love like a planet that's filled with clothes from free people or urban outfitters. I'm convinced, you know, <laughs> you get to bring people that um, you want with you on your own planet. I mean, Elder Price thinks so. You know, he thinks that Mickey Mouse might be there and. You know, I mean, I'm not sure if he will be, but everybody's planet is their own. Who knows? <laughs> well, uh, Joseph Smith, the the founder of the Mormon religion, mm -hmm. was, now correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not a historian on the Mormon religion <laughs> or an expert, was digging in his cornfield and yeah. found the, the... The golden plates. The, the golden plates. The angel Moroni... Or did Jesus? Jesus came to him, I do believe. And he was like, you know, go in your backyard. I have a present for you. And so Joseph Smith went to his backyard and dug up and found these golden plates. And to read them, he like put them in this hat and had to like turn a stone over or something like that to read them. He was the only person that could. And he wrote them out and he got some followers and they went from Rochester to Salt Lake City. As you can see, they make us do our research. When you get cast, they give us this binder that's full of like research for the Mormon religion, you know, and research on Uganda and the things that are happening now and the things that have happened because everything in this musical is real has a reason true. why it's, it's in a, there. yeah it, it's a reason and they're not just making stuff up to be funny there's just crap that's happening in the world that's so crazy that it's funny well candace since you're one of the top three i mean you are the the main character right up there with the two people who are going to uganda to um convert us convert all. <laughs> all the Africans in Uganda to um, Mormonism so when you have people that hear about the play for the first time and are upset and offended um, what do you tell them you know you just really have to go in with an open mind and an open heart I think that in the end, it all comes together so beautifully and and nicely. You know, we all find unity and and friendship and in you know loyalty and and I think that's what we all want, regardless of your religion or you know what you believe in. And I think that you just have to give it a chance. Like it's Trey and Matt; they're gonna offend you a little, but what oh, they're yeah. saying is usually pretty darn smart you know so you just have to not be so touchy and like uptight loosen up and laugh at stuff you're not supposed to because in the end it's gonna work out you know usually they're saying things that you're thinking in your head yeah and you're afraid to say aloud because you're like i can't say I'm that i'm not gonna say that it's so funny the africans come out and we're saying these crazy things that are true but yes. you know us like smiley Americans are like no you don't say that in public honey you know and Us mortals would never say yeah that. or laugh at that but we're just like here it is we're going to say it you need to laugh like I love to watch the audience during Hasadiga which if you come to the show you'll see what that is but it's the first African number and we're saying some crazy crazy things crazy things yeah but I mean that's justified as well in that 
because I'm, you know, I'm from the South. I'm like born in Memphis, raised in Arkansas, went to school in Tennessee. Like my parents are very religious and my dad's a deacon and we're very Southern, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it took me a second of like reasoning and trying, finding the actor's point of view to Mm -hmm. say the things that we say in that number. And it's so valid for those Africans to say, you know, they're not cursing the same God that we all worship. They're cursing like the idea of any higher being having the control of them, because if so, they've been screwed over, you know, they're they're starving, they're hungry, they're hot, they have no clothes, they have no food, like all everyone's dying and they all have AIDS and they're like, you know, if there's a God, like, where is he, you know? So you just have to kind of think about it from their point of view. You know, they're not necessarily being like, you're coming here and, you know, I personally hate your God. Like, they're like, no, there's no one up there helping me. Like, that's ridiculous. So F that idea, you know. So you have to think about it more so like that. If you if you look at it through the lens of how we look at life, like it's kind of I can't fathom something being so bad that I need to say that. But their lives are, are miserable. We've never walked in those yeah, shoes. Yeah, yeah. And they're coming from a completely different place than where we would ever come from, you know? And you were, your character was the one that told the African tribe to, you know, give it a second chance. Let's just listen and see what they have to offer. Yeah. Now, the, the Mormon uh, guys... Uh, I keep forgetting what we call them. Elder Price and Elder Cunningham? Yes. The more missionaries? The missionaries. um, They kind of went about it a little untraditional, but they needed to do that. Yeah, Elder Cunningham, he has a little problem. Yeah, he has a little problem, (laughs) but he needed to do that to connect with you. Mm -hmm. So the traditional way that uh, he would normally go about that was not going to work with the African tribe. Because... We don't come from America and, you know, that's not anything that we relate to. But he put it in an off-putting way, in a way that we would be like, oh, I get that. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, he stopped them from mutilating women. I get that. That's something I deal with every day. Like, wow, he is awesome. Like, let's let's do that, you know. And and they're so much smarter than what we think they are, too. There's a moment at the end of the show when I'm like. You know, there is no Salt Lake City, and they kind of stun me with their intelligence. And poor little Nava, she's like, oh, I was a little naive there, huh? You know, so it's it's beautifully done. Trey and Matt, they're God, they're geniuses. I, I'm taken aback every time I talk about it. Well, they are geniuses because they have won, uh, well, Book of Mormon has won 10 Tony Awards in 2011, including Best Musical. Mm -hmm. So uh, when we come back, we're going to take a break. We're speaking with Candace Quarles. She is Nabalungi. Nabalungi in the in the play, the musical, the Book of Mormon that's playing now at the Fox. When we come back, we're going to tell you what the Mormons and the uh, Church of Latter-day Saints thinks about this play and tell you how to get tickets. You're listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it.
The best places to dine out. Those toilets are awful. I know. The secrets of throwing a great party. Who doesn't love bacon? It's the new Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. There is so much about wine right now. On WSB. And welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. We're speaking about the play, the Broadway play that's playing at the Fox Theater right now through January the 24th, The Book of Mormon. It is a must see folks i have one of the cast members candace quarles with me in the studio and candace a lot of people might think that this is tremendously offensive to the church of the latter-day saints mm-hmm. yes they think so but they haven't seen it if they think that you know the mormon church they have completely embraced this musical and they have an ad in our playbill i love it and it says read the book yeah You've seen the play, now read the book. I love it. Yeah, they're like billboards in New York that say that. So they've completely embraced it in us. And, you know, I was just saying that the audience members, a lot of the time, they they come out to our shows and they stand out in front of the front and they talk to our you know audience members and they hand out books and they hand out cards and they get to know the audience. And they think, you know, people think that it's, actors in costume but it's not it's really them and a lot of the time they'll come over to the stage store in between shows on weekends and every now and then we'll go grab lunch with them and like pick their brains and great yeah like they're amazing people and they're so kind and they've been so kind to us and all we can do is return the favor you know we wouldn't have a show without them absolutely okay if people want to come see the show which it's got to be on their to-do list now through the 24th of january what do they need to do you can go to the Foxes um, online, broadwayinatlanta.com, and buy a ticket. You can go to the box office at the theater before a show. And we also have a lottery where you come to the show two and a half hours before it is. So if the show is at 7.30, you'd show up at 5 o'clock and you put your name in this Almost like a Powerball. So if you haven't won that lottery, you can at least come see our show. And um, you put your name in the drawing, and they draw about six names, and you can get up to two tickets for about $25 each. That's tremendous. So, yeah, and there's a loser's pot as well. So if you lose that, you can stand in line and buy um, loser seats, which is cheaper than they probably are online. So... It's you have no excuse really to there's, not see the yeah, show. There's not a bad seat in the house. <laughs> no. Oh, it's the, the most Fox. beautiful theater I've ever performed in. Absolutely. There are clouds in the sky. See, thank you for noticing. <laughs> it's a beautiful theater. So it's gorgeous. And you're seeing a tremendous Broadway show, The Book of Mormon. Um, Candace Corals, I can't thank you enough. You have been a delight on and off stage. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Folks, go see Book of Mormon. Don't miss it. It's going to be gone there through January the 24th. You're listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it.